Hello and welcome to another episode of the Live Capoeira. I'd like to introduce our guest today, Mega from Capoeira Narahari. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. My pleasure. So uh, your Capoeira group, Capoeira Narahari, I believe you started with them in, in 2008. What got you going in the beginning of your Capoeira journey? Yeah. This is a fun story for me personally. I don't know how many people have had similar experiences, but I saw Capoeira for the first time when I was an undergraduate at the University of Illinois, and I was taking an ethnomusicology course, and the Illinois group, I believe they're a Cordon Giotto group. I wonder what they're doing now. It's been so many years, but I saw them perform, and I was just like struck immediately. I fell in love, and then I never went to class. Like I never went to try it out. So I graduated a couple years later, and it was like this biggest regret in my mind for not trying it. I traveled a bit. I spent time in, in Europe. And then I ended up moving to California from Illinois. And and I happened to be on the campus of Stanford working in a lab. And I like reached out to the, the group there and I didn't hear back. And I was like, man, there's a group here somewhere. I don't know where they are. One day my I had a I had a flat. No, I had I was biking. I was biking my like to campus. I, it was like a random weekend. And then across the street in the opposite direction, I see someone dressed in the whites and carrying beating bow. And I was like, no way. I just like crossed the street. I jumped my bike over the, the gutter and like <laughs> went over and I was like, hey, I need to know where you all are. Like, I've been trying to find you. And so from that point on, I just started training and I, you know, got involved with the group. I later found out who it was that I <laughs> didn't answer my email. But it was great. It was it was like right on campus. And I got just completely immersed immediately with just the most wonderful group ever I could have been, you know, ever blessed to have. And I believe it's taken you to many places internationally as well, getting involved with the group. Did that happen right off the cuff or did you find yourself being involved more locally first? Or did you just jump straight into everything that where I had to offer? Uh, I'm kind of an all or nothing type of person. Within the next year, I actually found myself in Rio because uh, I decided to go <laughs> and I got connected to people who are in Master Bay Solo's group that he had formed in Rio, Capoeira Bizoru. And so I spent time, you know, meeting people in that Capoeira family. And uh, that's when, yeah, like I think it all happened all at once, but the outside of Brazil trips happened later. I don't know, you're probably alluding to some of the travels in my Instagram or something, maybe that's the only place I've like put stuff about my uh, travels. But talks about a number of different countries that you travel to, just being involved with the group for demos and 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 so on. What are those experiences brought to your Capoeira game? That's a great question. What have those experiences brought to my Capoeira game? Um it honed my own sense of I don't want to say I call it style but you know there's so much beautiful diversity and and as you might know it's like every group has their own kind of dialect and if we think about capoeira being like a language with many dialects across different groups you know my group has a dialect and it comes from the way my teacher moves and how he teaches and I think it became um First, at first, you know, as a younger capoeirista to, to go out and see everything, there's like a hunger, like, oh, I want to know how to do that and this and that, right? Like we go through this learning experience and fascination. And then 
of course, <laughs> as you get older and your body changes and some things, you know, keep you from doing certain things or whatever. I think there's this fascinating process, this change and approach that happens where you get really, you know, confident in the things that are uniquely yours and your, your moves, right? Like, everyone's moves but they're ones that you yourself kind of go oh I love this this is this is me this feels good when I do it and so there are simple movements but like I think the going around and playing my game wherever I go I think the more I played the more I felt like me and the, the less I wanted to like start to take or borrow you know techniques and stuff from elsewhere because it just I think it absorbs in a way I don't know if that is you know happen with you but yeah that's kind of I think my in my reflection what has happened from all the exposure and as I see the the love for capoeira you've got a deep love for music not just the Brazilian instruments but samba DJing and so on and um was that part of the the process that led you to setting up M&M Arts which is your YouTube channels where I sort of first discovered you some of your fantastic song tutorials were uh, where I first became aware of M&M Arts. How did that come to be? Yeah, uh, it was such an organic process. To be honest, when I first started Capoeira, I was just like, this is fun. Look at all my friends. We get to geek out and, and learn cool moves and dance in the street and be silly. And later on, as like, you know, people move on in life, get older, people move away, the group dynamics changed. And I found myself, you know, substitute teaching or teaching little classes here and there where my teacher's like, oh, there's a kid's class. Why don't you take that on if you if you have time? I'm like, sure, I'm in grad school. I can make time. So like started to like accumulate here and there little things. And then once I was officially getting ready to finish my doctorate and realizing I have quite a network here. I'm already teaching part-time uh, and and loving it. Why don't I just try to do this full-time and really create something of a, you know, towards the vision. Like I, I really love the sense of community and growing. And I had this long game in mind of like really working with youth and, you know, building, right? Like creating a community of people and and from young people onwards. I, I really love working with kids. Um, so that was kind of what led me to just forming the company on my own. It was a one woman show, but I love to collaborate and create events with local groups. So yeah, it was, that was kind of how it happened. And it's been a really useful resource. I'm glad that it's, it's still there. And uh, also I've been teaching Capoeira. I've certainly given my students some of your videos as well to help them learn the yeah. songs and the way that they're broken down. Emblem Arts, though, is on a little bit of a hiatus with respect to Capoeira after the, the pandemic. How did that happen? Uh, yeah. Well, it's is a separate story, but more about uh, deciding to, to put the Capoeira on hold for a while. Yeah, trust me, it's a really tough, it was a tough decision. It took me two years to really fully <laughs> commit to wind down. Um, so I moved. I mean, the big the big thing is that I moved cities. I lost my network in a sense. So when the pandemic hit, I had to make a tough decision to relocate because I couldn't afford rent in the Bay Area, to be honest. <laughs> and when you teach Capoeira full time, you know, it's hard to do during lockdown. And I taught on Zoom for two years and, and I basically said, 
you know, I'll, I'll feel out, I'm in Texas now, close to Austin, and I'll, I'll feel it out. And when I really thought about it, and I looked at the time it would take to regenerate, not knowing if I want to settle here, and you as a teacher, you might also relate to this, when you create a group, you have a family, you create a, f- a family, and I don't take that lightly. So I didn't want to recreate an in-person group here until I knew for sure I wanted to settle down. I didn't want to go through a whole another breakup process again. So that's kind of been why I've just resisted starting a group here in Texas, because I just still haven't fully decided on committing to stay here, you know, at this current moment. And if the love capoeira is still there, have you still maintained some of your training? Or is that part of the, the process that's going to be needed in terms of getting back into the capoeira world? Yeah, no, you're right. Like I have actually not been actively training and that's, you know, how, well, the history is I actually had some pretty major injuries that I was trying to heal. So when I stopped teaching, I had already stopped doing certain moves because I couldn't do them. My, my rotator cuffs were just shot. So I've been doing my own personal, like rehabilitation training and swimming and, and just keeping my body healthy. But Capoeira has been really just I know that once I get into, I want to go again, all in. So I want to keep, make sure this time I'm like getting closer to 40, you know, I want to make sure my body is ready to take on that kind of intensity and do it the right way. Because when I first started, I was like, just going at it. <laughs> Didn't maybe have the, the, the baseline like strength to take, take on. I had early injuries that just kept hanging on. So with lockdown here in the UK, uh, the change in, in movement, the I got a, an inflamed tendon in my hip, which normally happens when people put too much load onto the hips as the change in load in the hips causes it. But for me, it was the opposite. It was then going from 10,000 steps a day very easily to 5,000 steps on a good day. And um, with also the lockdown, the access to physiotherapy was difficult. So I, I myself also had quite a lot of time out of the physical training at least but me sort of focusing on the musicality and so on and it is tough getting back I'm on the other side of 14 now as well and so I'm very careful with my return to training to make sure that I don't overdo it and again keep my body healthy and things but it's you know it's um it's just life isn't it is and like I think again with age comes a little bit of wisdom and experience right so you know all right if I'm gonna do this I need to do it right and you know it's, I think with that mindset, I think we can do this for a long, long time, but I think it's really about that commitment to, okay, here's what my body needs, no matter how much, how awesome I think I can be, <laughs> like, I cannot push through that, you know, that wear and tear, got to heal it up. Well, that's my approach is I've got an app, I don't know if it's Capoeira Daily, and the reason for that is just got these beginner training exercises and the reason for doing those is to religiously stick to that because my body my mind is probably going to think I'm still in my 20s which I definitely am not and I don't want to sort of overextend or damage anything and it's I've run marathons in the past and I couldn't do running so there's a program called couch to 5k so my intention then again is getting back into running try that again and just very gradually build it up and even if I'm a shadow of my former self. As long as I can jump back into a harder and, and do some of the basics, I'll be happy. Yeah, man. Good luck with that. That's awesome that you're, you know, again, keep on keeping on because that's all it, it really takes is that consistency. So I'm glad you said that. I believe you have got some plans to return and you're going to involve your 
doctorate with that as well, trying to sort of synthesize some of these ideas of, of biology and musicality and, and, and capoeira. Would you, you like to talk about those ideas? Sure. So a little bit of context here is that if you don't know already, my background is in biology and I spent a few years studying neuroscience and I tried to even like create this multidisciplinary research on like movement and capoeira. And that's actually what led me to Korea to do a little, uh, you know, presentation at a conference. And now currently I'm involved in learning and development. So I do corporate training and I help, you know, leaders teach their teams and themselves you know, the life skills, a lot of the interpersonal skills that are important to managing teams and organizations. And so that is actually an amazing way to blend both my love for teaching and sharing knowledge, but also research, right? Like there's applied psychology and neuroscience that I'm kind of back in with now and looking forward into like, I do know I'm going to have a future Capoeira life. And one of the pieces of that vision is really focusing on the leadership aspect. And that was really, again, when I mentioned that long game I had in mind with working with youth, there's so much that we know we pick up through the act of capoeira itself. I'll just use one example. And it was funny because I was talking to one of my clients yesterday around the experience as a woman in a very like male-dominated workplace, just not being able to speak up in a room, especially when you're the only women in the room and it's a bunch of higher ranking and maybe even just older more experienced men in the room there's this yeah cultural there's many things happening right but it's ultimately leads to a woman feeling like they can't speak up and if they do they're talked over and this is a tough experience and universally across the world right uh, and by coincidence this person is actually brazilian and i was like you know this reminds me of when you want to right? Like it's this idea of, okay, you're in this space. What do you do? And you know, you're going to miss the game. You're going to miss that chance to, to buy the game. If you, you know, just sit back, even though it's intimidating, especially this is like the learning curve that we all pass through as we get, you know, experience playing in a hada or going to places we are unfamiliar with and playing capoeira, right? So these skills of, buying the game capoeira start to come into our professional and outside of capoeira life, right? There's so many little things that we do in the capoeira context that can have application and really strong, like, advantages, you know, when we go into the world, you know, not just the physical part, right? Like, there's the community part, there's the interpersonal awareness, respect, you know, how to manage your emotions when you get kicked or whatever, how do you respond? Like, how do you es not just escape? What if you didn't escape? Now what? Like, I've seen people respond or react so violently just because they got poked, right? How do you manage that? How do you get through that? And that skill of managing yourself in the hoda in the heat of the moment translates to outside of the hoda, right? You might have experienced that yourself. And so all of these little pieces are things that I want to make explicit when I'm teaching capoeira again, right? Say, this is not just capoeira. This is lifestyle. Here's why, right? You might not know it right now, but you're going to go out into the world. You're going to go to your school, your classmates, or your colleagues, and you might experience a whole range of things. And so I have this really great grand vision, maybe too big, but it's really about combining the 
the leadership aspects and the interpersonal aspects of just managing yourself as a human being amongst other human beings within a capoeira world in that bubble and then taking it out into our everyday lives. That sounds really great. And for especially, well, for everyone, but especially the men listening, there's a really good book I can recommend called Invisible Women by Caroline Criado Perez, uh, which is a really good eye-opener about the experiences of women in the world, which is obviously very different to put as a man putting myself into women's shoes is, is not easy from the different experiences that we get and and the patriarchal cultures that we we have. So just a little book recommendation for the, the men out there if they want to sort of think about that and bring those ideas into the capoeira world because it is quite male-dominated and I don't know if you're aware of the Only the Strong podcast, but they've uh, often touched on, on some of those aspects in some of their episodes as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That sounds quite uh, exciting. And when you jump back into the Capoeira world, you're very welcome to come back onto the, the podcast and to talk about how those things are going. That you've also got a video that you've been sort of drafting out and hasn't quite made it on, on helping people how to learn and study Capoeira on their own as an individual. Yeah. How will that video come along with all the sort of experiences? I imagine that seems to be possibly a work in progress with the synthesis of, of those ideas you've just been discussing. Yeah, actually. So it's kind of maybe it's a good thing that I haven't released it because I think I have a lot more context and insight now to add to that video since, you know, doing my whole professional <laughs> career change and all that. Uh, but yeah, I will definitely post it at some point sometime in the next let's give it a year. <laughs> I don't want to come to anything too big, but it's, it shouldn't be a big video. The idea here is that, especially now post-pandemic and even during the pandemic is when I had this idea is really applying, what do we know? Uh, let me start over. It was to help people learn things on their own. It's not a skill everyone has, right? But it can be learned how to learn. <laughs> it's very meta. But when it comes to capoeira, because there's so many elements that are unfamiliar, and there's so many pieces of it, right? Like there is the musicality. There's also the physical part. There's also the things underlying the physical part, which is like understanding how your body works and nutrition and physiology, right? So there's all these components. And then there's the movements. So how do you learn a new physical movement? So this is a practicing, like how should we practice? All those little concepts may or may not be intuitive to people. So I wanted to create like a mini guide to help people figure that out because once you have it you can just take it and run but a lot of people get stuck in different phases where they can't like get over certain learning barriers or hurdles until someone says hey you know try it this way or you might just give it like 50 more tries and you'll get it (laughs) so it's depending on what you're trying to learn it's nice to have a little guide of like how to learn a thing and I know on the Capoeira subreddit and the Discord server, quite frequent that, that people come in and say, actually, you know, really interesting Capoeira, I've seen it, but there's no schools nearby. And just learning some sort of YouTube tutorials and things, I think there's definitely going to be uh, a place out there that's going to really help a lot of, of those that are interested. Yeah. yeah. The final question I'd like to ask is, what is Capoeira? Such a loaded question. It is... For me, I'll I'll just say right now, capoeira is a way of seeing the world and living in it. 
And I think you you could spend, you know, several days talking on this topic and answering this question, as you know. Uh, but yeah, for me, it is just a way of, you know, seeing the world and living in it. I'll say that. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Are there any other closing thoughts or things you'd like to say and share? I do want to just thank you for your time and also anyone who's seen my videos that was just a you know pandemic hobby that I created and wanted to help my own students with breaking down um, songs that are tough and native in a non-native language and really glad it's been helpful for people so thank you for you know bringing me on and sharing your sharing your time well we'll link to those resources in the episode description so mega thank you very much for coming on and listeners thank you very much for listening as ever um so this episode is a little bit later than the normal schedule uh, we'll be hopefully back to every other thursday going forward and until next time ciao ciao